picnic. My God. You'll light your fag on any of those. Simon and Schuster Audio presents Lancaster, the forging of a very British legend, by John Nicoll, read by Andrew Wincott. So we better press on north until we're clear of this issue. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Hello? We've been holding the front here. Okay. The, uh, oil's leaking out of the front carriage, so there's nothing to worry about. Okay. Okay, boy. Uh, Donkey, could you glance over the temperatures on the engine? Could I watch? Over the temperatures. This book is dedicated to all the courageous men and women involved with the Lancaster bombers' wartime operations. Weaving on your course, I shall be heading a little to the east. Okay, I'll give you a course to steer if you reckon you'll go through it. Yeah, it's okay, uh, right. Only well, there's a few searchlights ahead, about a hundred. Yeah. Boy, God, I've never seen anything like this before. It's a lie. Forward. Ron Needle is relaxing in the neat living room of his sheltered housing flat near Birmingham, part of the complex owned by the Bourneville Village Trust, founded in 1900 by the world-famous chocolate-making Cadbury family. Sitting in the automated easy chair bought for him by a military charity that cares for veterans who have lost limbs, he can gaze through his windows at well-manicured lawns and flower beds filled with purple petunias. The bright summer sun is streaming in, but the ongoing heat wave is a bit much for him. Still, he says, there are always worse things that can happen. He tells me he is the luckiest man alive, grateful for every day of his life. 93-year-old Ron is a veteran of Royal Air Force Bomber Command, where he served as a rear gunner on the Lancaster Bomber. He is the only Second World War veteran residing in the home, which he loves. He likes to get involved in the many activities on offer, the crafts, coffee mornings, and more. A widower, living alone, Ron enjoys the company. He is surrounded by memorabilia from his time in the RAF. Books about Bomber Command and his beloved Lancaster crowd the shelves. A large wooden carving of Saint-Evre Church in the small village of Melligny-le-Grand in northeast France has pride of place on the wall behind him. Beneath it, on the floor, sits a framed print entitled The Eternal Salute, depicting a wartime Lancaster surging through a turbulent, overcast sky. In the corner of the picture, above the clouds, five aircrew gaze into the distance. It is not a specific aircraft, or five particular young men, but a simple tribute to the thousands of Lancasters downed during the Second World War, and the many members of Bomber Command who gave their lives. A tribute to the many friends and colleagues Ron lost in battle. The print cost him 100 pounds, a significant sum for the war pensioner. But he won't be hanging it here. He is taking it to Melanie Le Grand in a few weeks. 
He has some difficulty walking or standing for extended periods these days, but age and weary bones will not prevent him from making this journey. It has a very personal significance for Ron. It harks back to a time when his life hung in the balance. The other residents and staff in his home regularly ask him what he did in the war. He answers their questions politely, but keeps much of the detail to himself. Many of those memories, though 73 years old, are still raw and distressing. More importantly, Ron doesn't want to seem to be boasting about his role in the conflict. I have experienced this reluctance to talk freely with almost every veteran I have interviewed. They have to be pressed, to be cajoled to open up. As part of the military family, albeit a somewhat younger member, I understand their caution. While I could never compare my own experiences as a young RAF tornado navigator over a mere seven weeks during the first Gulf War in 1991, with Ron's countless sorties in the skies above Germany in the 1940s, I can certainly relate to the fear, exhilaration and desperation of battle. Having been shot down over Iraq in January 1991, then captured, tortured and paraded on television screens around the world. My personal war had been relatively short, but deeply unpleasant. In the aftermath, I attended a number of military functions and began to meet some of my forebears who had flown the early bombers into the heart of German-occupied Europe during the darkest days of the Second World War. I noticed immediately that they were more comfortable sharing their experiences of combat over a beer with someone who could really understand its complex and often confusing cocktail of fear and excitement. They were more guarded with those outside the military family, who they worried might think they were shooting a line or exaggerating their involvement in a conflict that defined a generation and changed the shape of the modern world. The refrain I continue to hear most often is, I didn't do anything extraordinary. There were no heroics. I just did the same job everyone else was doing. On one level, Ron Needle's reluctance to go into detail is entirely understandable. He was doing the same as all the other young men and women who stood in the way of the existential threat posed by Nazi Germany. However, both individually and collectively, they were a truly exceptional generation. <laughs>